get a cup of coffee in here, please? You know, I could use a a good cup of coffee. I could use a good cup of coffee. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, bring up the energy. No, not so much. Low energy day. Of course, later today will be a high energy day, I think. Maybe. Possibly. Good morning, folks. December 14th, 2021. Pretty somber anniversary for me. Should be for the entire country. Uh, seven years ago, I believe it was seven years ago, 2014. Yes. Do the math, dude. <laughs> oh, math in the morning. Uh, I lost my best friend, Leo, uh, past seven years ago today. Um, and it's also, I remember as he was passing in the hospital, um, Sandy Hook was happening. We were seeing it on television that afternoon. So it's a somber anniversary also for the for the nation. Uh, but you don't see that anyway. Nobody's talking about the kids who died at Sandy Hook on this date. I think it was seven years ago. I'm, why do I feel more like it was nine years ago? Because I'm old and I'm losing track of time and all relevance to... Um, to time and space. Anyway, looking forward to a day of uh, interesting conversations later on on the program. At 1 p.m., Jamie Dykes and Call Man, or Call Man and Jamie Dykes, if you prefer, will be joining me from a country called Wales. If you don't know where that is, it's connected to England, part of the U.K., uh, and they talk funny. It's a funny accent, guys. I don't know why that is. Why they just can't learn to to speak like Americans, like a New Yorker, instead of somebody who's lost on the wrong side of the ocean. So they'll be here at 1 o'clock, and that will be extremely uh, dirty. Triple X rated plus, unfortunately. Because over on that side of the the ocean, they just can't seem to... um, can't seem to control themselves when it comes to dirty words, dirty ideas, just filthy, filthy, filthy talk. So they'll be with me at 1 p.m. today, 1 p.m. Eastern, that is. So if you're offended, easily offended by um, filthy, disgusting talk and filthy, disgusting people, you might want to skip that uh, program. But if you are a fan of filthy and disgusting uh, comedians, uh, you might want to join in, and uh, here's one now. Here he is. Hello, Carl. Yes, you are a pig. You're a disgusting, wrong side of the ocean pig. Uh, but we love you. Anyway, good morning, Carl. Well, it's not morning for you, so good afternoon, Carl, which is very weird to say. 
Uh, one week left of uh, the season of fall, also known as autumn, or as they say in Australia, spring. <laughs> and it can't go fast enough for me. I mean, I'm at a period, in, a point in my life where um, I just can't wait for the solstice so that the days start getting longer. Uh, and I know there's hope in sight. Now, I got my sights firmly uh, set on St. Patrick's Day as my unofficial start of spring here, or as they say in Australia, fall. <laughs> I definitely want to live in the Southern Hemisphere for some time. I ha- I've never done that. Would love to go down to Australia and live there for a while, especially in Sydney where it's warm all year round. Uh, just done with the cold man done with uh northeast and climate change you would think uh but it, it's not happening fast enough for me we're not getting i would love new york to have uh what was california weather when i grew up all year round now that would ruin it for a lot of people there will be some winners and some losers with climate change listen i don't have a lot of years left so i'm not really all that concerned for the planet <laughs> Uh, it's a selfish way to look at things, but I've been hanging out with Carl uh, and Jamie, I guess. See, w- w- one afternoon listening to them on the non-Epstein podcast. By the way, if you're, if you're so inclined, uh, subscribe to them. Check them out. Support them. Be part of the conversation. Uh, Carl promises to get a better background, and that's all that's really matter- all that matters is that background. Uh, other than that, the show is just great, and Carl's going to be working on it. In the new year, uh, we'll, we can expect them to have a decent um, background that the non-offensive, non-Epstein, non, non-offensive back, backdrop on the non-offensive, non-Epstein, how many, how many, how many, how many, whatever. Speaking of Epstein, uh, they are still talking about a possible plea deal. Good morning, Craig. Uh, talking about a po- possible plea deal and all that can mean in my uh, estimation at this point because she's guilty as fuck. Um, so, you know, when you get to this point where the, the prosecution is rested and the defense is approaching uh, the subject of a plea deal, all that can mean is she's ready to flip on some people and give some names. So uh, that's all I'll have to say about Jizzy's uh, trial today. I haven't really been following it. I know that um, the defense is stalling with their witness list. There were no witnesses called yesterday. And they're just stalling with their witness list as if there are some complications for getting people to testify. She'll be found guilty unless she cops a plea deal, which would be really interesting to see who she uh, ends up flipping on and what that plea deal might look like, you know, Time off with good behavior. Maybe we'll bring some thirteen-year-old girls to your cell. I don't know what what could be in the the offering for the plea deal. Uh, whatever. I just uh, I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it. It's Tuesday and I'm already exhausted. I slept so much that I overslept and I'm tired of sleeping. That happens. Time Magazine had a. Person of the year yesterday, Elon Musk. Maxwell has a lot to offer high society, Carl says. Uh, 
We'll talk about this later, Carl. You can explain to me what you mean by that. Because I'm a dumb man. I'm not a smart man. And I don't understand things often on the first time. So uh, you can explain that to me later, what that means, high society. I mean, high society. Wake and bake, folks. Now, <laughs> now I rolled that joint. <laughs> I rolled that joint at one no 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon after my show with uh, Drew Smith, which I thought was going to be at 8 o'clock, but because I'm really um, scatterbrained lately, it, uh, I was wrong. It was a 1 p.m. show. Very good show. If you're into music production, you know somebody who's into music production, you want to turn them on to yesterday's program on the Mind Dog TV podcast with Drew Smith. It's an award-winning country, Nashville-based producer, singer, songwriter, all that kind of stuff. Where was our time? Elon Musk. What the fuck did Elon Musk do to deserve a person of the year on the cover of Time? Sent a rocket into space? So did Jeff Bezos. It's like, you know what? Um, it's hard for me to imagine somebody as being person of the year for an accomplishment that it, other people have done. You know, there are several private space agencies in the world now, and there are several billionaires sending up rockets. Uh, remember that guy about a, 10 years ago now wanted to send himself into space on a homemade rocket? <laughs> Uh, he could have been person of the year. I have not had my uh, morning sneezing fit yet, and I'm planning on it. Hopefully, I'll do that during the sponsor break this morning. But speaking of person of the year, there there was a, um, in my view, and, you know, oops, I just unshared something that I meant to share. In my view, there was really only... Uh, one choice for uh, person of the year. Uh, this guy right here, Edward Goodman, Goodman, uh, Capitol Police officer, who risked his life, really risked his life, and drew people away from uh, the chamber where they were certifying votes, rioters away, and made them chase him in the other direction. Why this guy is not Time's Person of the Year and cover makes no sense to me. But Musk, with his rocket ship, because he's one of several people who've uh, done the rocket thing. Rocket man burning out his fuse up here alone. Yeah. Uh, so Why? Anybody have any ideas why Musk deserves personality? Not that it means anything. Time magazine. Doesn't mean anything to me. It means something, obviously, to the people who are honored with it. Uh, Trump always wanted it bad enough to fake it. Put put up fake covers of Time magazine with him as person of the year in Mar-a-Lago. Man, what a fucked up dude. Speaking of fucked up Trump. Mark Meadows' texts were read yesterday. Mark Meadows' texts that he sent, that were sent to him um, during the insurrection, during the crucial hours of January 6th. And they were texts that were sent to him from Congress members, Lindsey Graham and uh, Kevin McCarthy, 
and Fox News hosts, which are significant for um, several reasons. And then Don Jr., uh, who obviously doesn't have his own, own father's cell phone number. <laughs> Listen, if your dad is the president of the United States, and you're sending desperate text messages to his assistant. You got to wonder, does daddy not give you his own cell phone? Do you not have daddy's direct cell phone line? You can't. When your father thinks that little of you, that you have to go through his staff to communicate to him. Wow. But the text messages from the Fox people are the most enlightening to me. Because obviously, they see shit going up in flames. Uh, and they're saying, they're trying to advise the president, call this off. Call this off. Which would indicate understanding and knowledge that he's behind it. Pretty clear, call this off. you got the power to call it off, you must have called it on. Call this off. Desperately asking him to call it off. You're you're ruining everything you worked for. You're ruining your legacy. Please stop. Please stop. Well, um, there's no more clear uh, picture of who they thought and knew was behind all of uh, the rioting at the Capitol building. Yet... They went on the air that same night and uh, claimed it was Antifa and BLM. Now, this is all you're dealing with, folks. This is what's important to understand about these Fox grifters. They know the truth, and they are purposely lying to you. It's not like they believe the shit that they tell you. It's that they're purposely flat out lying about it and then uh, trying to convince you that those lies uh, are absolutely uh, worth investing in for your uh, uh, (laughs) Craig Craig is like the quickest fact checker and information source I know. Craig uh, Johnson says, Mad Mike Hughes crashed his stream rocket February 2020. Always test your parachutes. February 2020. Uh, That was just last year. There was a guy way before that with a a rocket. A flat earth guy who wanted to prove the earth was flat. Uh... Good morning, Craig Hansen. You know, I should start a, a, a green chili war and see uh, in the chat room and see, you know, who's got the best green chili. Uh, my Albuquerque friend or my Colorado friend or uh, who are in the chat room to, this morning. If I wanted to, if I were the kind of guy who would want to start a fight in the morning, that's where I would start. But I'm not that kind of guy. Man, I'm burnt. Anyway, we're talking about the Gilgo murders yesterday, and uh, shockingly enough, um, tuning into Carl and Jamie yesterday, their 
conversation turned towards uh, serial murders. And I said, wait a minute. What brought this up? Because I was just talking about the Gilgo murders. They didn't watch the show. They had no idea. So I don't know what triggered the speech, uh, the talk on serial murders on the non-Epstein podcast. By the way, please subscribe to them if you're just joining me and you don't know about it. Non-Epstein podcast uh, features Carl Mann, guy with a funny accent who can't really sound American, and Jamie Dykes, uh, another for some reason oddity who just can't sound american they just sound funny have this funny little accent i don't get it anyway uh good guys though funny con- uh funny content funny conversation and um stimulating conversation anyway they were talking about serial murders and craig uh my, my friend craig who was uh the information checker here on the program Sent me a link about the Mesa, uh, West Mesa bone collector, I think. Bone, West Mesa, uh, Mesa murders, but it, what is it? The, they, uh, what they nickname them? Got some kind of weird bone collector or some kind of crap like that. Um, help me out here, Craig. What his, what he's been given the name by, I guess, people who are fans of serial murders. Um, not a, lot known about this case on my end i know i know the basics of it i know there was um an official suspect his name was uh i think it was lorenzo montoya and they had uh satellite pictures showing uh pretty much the landscape which is really cool these days you know because the dumping grounds for serial murders are generally in remote areas. Uh, satellite photos can show the changes in the landscape. Uh, so you can really see pretty much a, a detailed picture of when the last body was dumped from space. Interesting stuff. Uh, they never had that in the days of Jack. And I said, uh, Carl asked me yesterday, who was my favorite serial killer? Like, <laughs> I said, Jack. Jack who? <laughs> really jack the the prototype <laughs> the guy the guy who started it all well, it's like saying the, who was the beatles jack uh jack the ripper they never had that shit in jack's day but they would never would have seen that anyway because all, all his victims were all hookers and they were left in their uh rented rooms or whatever anyway um West Mesa Bone Collector. I believe Bone Collector is is correct. And oddly enough, I had a couple of guests on in the last couple of weeks. And one one had written a book called The Bone Collector, which is not about a serial murderer. It was about an archaeologist. But um, so I'm assuming now that the victims in that case. I could be wrong about this, but I think the victims of that case were all local uh, local to Albuquerque, New Mexico, all female. I believe there were 10. I'm not certain of that. You know, I don't, I'm very, very weak on the details. Uh, I'm sure Craig knows more about it. Uh, <laughs> Craig says no one in Albuquerque called him the bone collector. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's uh, a news thing. Uh, 
but it's not covered on the news here. I mean, I don't know where I heard that term, the bone collector. West Mesa murderer. Okay. Uh, but uh, I think the main suspect, this guy, uh, Lorenzo Montoya, there were satellite images, dirt trails, that led right from his front door to some of the grave sites. Now, I could have that wrong. Now, I, you know, all of this stuff I could have wrong because I'm not up on the case. I don't think anybody's up on the case. Most people have not heard about this case. Craig's heard about the case because he lives there. Uh, but I venture to say most people haven't heard about this one. Uh, call say my great-great-great-grandfather, Jack. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I don't know much about the case, but I think this guy Lorenzo was the prime suspect. I know he was the prime suspect because of, again, dirt trails that uh, seemed to kind of lead right back to his not house or trailer or whatever the hell he lived in, mobile home. Uh, and I think he went to prison for, or went to jail for a certain time uh, on a, I could be wrong about this again. I'm, I'm so sketchy on this case. Heard about it twice or three times in the last couple of years, but um, I'm just going from memory here that he was arrested on a minor charge and the killing seemed to be on pause and then he died and the killing stopped. Seems to be a logical suspect. That one has not been solved. It'll probably never be solved completely now. What happens when these guys die? It becomes really, really hard to close the case. Um, you know, that's the deal with Zodiac. I'm betting anyway. And speaking of Zodiac, that case came back to life yesterday in Albany, New York. It's not the first time it's come back to life in Albany, New York. Now, I don't think, I think it's just that, a hoax. Some, I think it's some just, loser starved for attention writing letters to the press but it's not the first time it's happened in albany somebody claiming to be zodiac claiming to still be alive and ready to start killing again last time it happened uh, he predicted a murder that never happened back in the news yesterday because he's writing to the press in albany new york about um zodiac so we have that again. Uh, so whatever anybody knows about the West Mesa murder, if you know anything about that, please share it. Uh, and um, if you want to call it a bone collector, just don't say that to anybody who lives in Albuquerque because they'll kick your fucking ass. <laughs> what else is in the news? Well, I'll tell you what else is in the news. I might be in the news. <laughs> The right wing has found themselves a doctor. Yes, they have one doctor who is now um, making the rounds on all the right wing shows. Oh, wait, Tra uh, Craig's got some updates on this. Uh, 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 oh, Lorenzo, uh, he was uh, Montoya. Lorenzo Montoya, he was killed after he strangled a girl in his trailer by the girl's boyfriend, Pimp. Oh, yeah, so that he makes it even look more like uh, 
like he was guilty. And at any rate, the killing seemed to have stopped when he died. The community can, can rest a little easier, I think. I would be under the assumption that it's over. That's just me. Because, you know, I'm an eternal optimist. Uh, where's, oh, Peter McCullough. Right-wingers found themselves a doctor, a cardiologist who is a COVID expert, according to him, who went on Rogan yesterday or a couple of days ago, but it aired yesterday or finally was published yesterday. Uh, very right-wing guy. Uh, and there's clear right-wing agenda here when he comes out and says, got to be careful about how I, I uh, phrase this. He says, remember when Trump was talking about bleach? He was right. He just didn't know how to articulate articulated correctly this is what dr mccullough says uh encouraging people to uh inject themselves with hydrocolon hydrocolon colon it's it's tuesday man and i'm shot bleach inject themselves with bleach i want and brogan let that slide if it were me and it might be me. I would have said, uh, doctor, do you have a syringe there? Do you have any bleach in the house? Uh, would you demonstrate? Could you inject yourself with some bleach for us just to show us how safe it is? Because he was saying um, it's best to take orally, he was saying, you know, in the mouth to ward off these disease. So, you know what? Got a little bleach, throw it in some Listerine. Let me see you go with it right here on the air. Come on. Come on. Put put your mouth where your mouth is. <laughs> Rogan didn't. Rogan just let that slide. So we're back to bleach. Now, remember, this is the issue that got me banned from Twitter. Derek, Derek Sheen will be with me here tonight. Free Derek Sheen. He's banned from Twitter. This idea of, um, and I told some guy to go drink bleach. And this is what got me banned from Twitter. Now, here's a doctor saying it. He's all over Twitter. They're not banning him. He's saying it right out to people. Drink bleach. Rinse your mouth out with bleach. He's also saying that Trump was right about everything. Now, why would, you know, a doctor insert himself into the political end? And he's been on Newsmax, Fox, One, oh, One American Network. Hasn't been on any other program on on the left side i don't think the left is shunning him i think he's got an agenda to deliver his message to a certain audience why am i suspect of dr peter mccullough well first of all there's no other doctors backing him up he's out there alone now you could say that that indicates probably he's on the right side of stuff because you know, conspiracy theories that they're all evil and he's the only one standing up to the machine. All right, if that's the, the position you want to take, but let's look at the facts here. Dr. Peter McCullough is uh, being sued by Baylor for fraud because he's using his credentials uh, of Baylor when he got fired from Baylor and they want nothing to do with him. And they fired him for spreading misinformation about COVID being sued by Baylor University for misusing his credentials. Now, 
uh, he has set up a GoFundMe page to deal with his legal battles caused by himself falsely using credentials that don't belong to him. Now, uh, you have to say, well, is that just being sloppy? Well, if it's just being sloppy, maybe some of your research is also a little bit sloppy. Is that possible? If you can't keep your shit straight with your own fucking degree and credentials and who you work for, maybe you got sloppy with your research, too. That's a possibility. I'm not saying that's definitely the case. Um, but he set up this GoFundMe page. And the GoFundMe page says he just wants to treat his patients and uh, save lives. Well, if that's the case, good doctor, why have you spent the last two years doing nothing but being on the media and talking about this stuff? Uh, if you want to treat your patients, your patients aren't at Fox News. They're not at Newsmax. They're not at OAA and One American Network, whatever, OAN. They're not there. So uh, the bullshit about just wanting to treat your patients while you're running this grift of send me money to my GoFundMe stuff. Nobody's asking him these questions. But the right wing is, uh, fanatics and the Joe Rogan um, cult all over this guy holding him up like, see, sticking it to the man. They, they're all lying to you. It's all a grand conspiracy. And this guy actually said it was all a grand conspiracy uh, to try to um, try to convince people, encourage people, as was the word he used, to get the vaccine. Grand conspiracy to encourage them. Well, you know, usually grand conspiracies don't have to do with encouraging. <laughs> You don't have to do a lot with free will. Um, but, okay, you you want to say that. Uh, back it up with some reality. Now, he's also saying that they every study that said uh, 99% of uh, new hospitalizations, remember that back in, like, August and July, and even back as far as June and May, when they were saying that 99% of the new hospitalizations were unvaccinated people and basically every study that was published said that well he's got one study that he didn't name that he says 21 percent of uh, people were unvaccinated oh 21 percent which is much higher than the one percent that uh um all the other studies were, were saying but there's no review of that, and there's no other study to back that up, and not one other doctor is on board with him. Now, you would think in a universe or a country even with as many doctors as we have in the United States, you would get one other doctor to support his bullshit. Right wing is all over him. Uh, Jamie Dykes is here. He should be working. Get to work, you fuck. Oh, I shouldn't call you a fuck. I'm sorry. Uh, Craig Johnson says, pretty bad if a stellar institution like Baylor sues you. Look up their athletics department starting with Dave Bliss. <laughs> I don't know Dave Bliss, but 
I'm uh, assuming Craig knows something about this because he doesn't generally make comments like that if he's not well-informed about it. Jamie Dykes, on the other hand, will just shoot off his mouth no matter what, without even thinking about it. And he'll be here at 1 o'clock to do exactly that. Um, (laughs) So this Dr. Peter McCullough, now here's the interesting, here's where it gets interesting for me personally because it's all about me. On his Twitter page, he has a link to an app where you can schedule, if you have a podcast or a television show, you can schedule an appointment to have him on, which, of course, I did. Uh, He has to approve it, but I requested to have him on the Thursday morning uh, of this week at 10 a.m. And I can promise you, if he agrees to that, now, he might be checking this out saying, uh, or having his people check this out and saying, what kind of guy is this? Let's, let's be sure before we uh, agree to do this. He's, if he's not far right wing, if he's not Newsmack, if he's not, uh, if he's not OAN, not Fox, I'm not going on not right wing radio, I'm not doing it. He might be that way. But if he decides to do it, I can promise you it will be the hardest experience of his media, a little um, grift that he ever, uh, beyond his wild imagine, wildest imagination, because I don't, uh, I'm going to challenge, I would challenge him, you know, you talk about this bleach stuff, let's get it on, let's get it on. When he talks about masks, he actually said to Joe Rogan that masks do absolutely nothing. Well, good doctor, you're a cardiologist. Have you ever been in a, operating room have you worn a mask why you're telling people that masks do nothing but you spent your entire career wearing one are you stupid you're weak or is there something else going on with you grifter let's talk about your lawsuit let's talk about why you felt the need to lie about your association with baylor why if you're the expert and you're confident in uh, your data and you have you have the um, research to back it up and the data to back up what you're saying, why did you feel the need to lie about your credentials and, and your associations? Not going to be a fun time if Dr. Peter McCullough decides to join me on Thursday afternoon. I suspect he won't. And I also suspect, I'm absolutely confident that no, nobody who needs to hear me undressing him on the air will ever watch or, it, and I will definitely will not get the pu- uh, publicity that say Laura Ingram gets with him or Sean Hannity gets with him or Tucker Carlton gets with him or the Newsmax, uh, robots get with him but it would be fun for me would be fun for me to uh actually uh pull this guy's pants off and spank him on the air and i'm hoping it happens and i'm hoping you folks that are with me this morning will be with me then and help (laughs) uh what's going on in the chat room there now uh, i'm missing a lot of stuff i i looks like um i 
did not start a chili war, unfortunately, but it looks like there's something else going on there. Jamie Dyke says I should be working. Call man says, Jamie, what time do you start day drinking for our pre-show? Now, call. (laughs) You're drinking now? Coffee, of course, because this is a coffee show, folks. There was no alcohol allowed on this program unless it's in the coffee. I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying if it were, that's where it would be. Uh, Carl way behind. Craig saying Carl's way behind. Carl likes it from behind. We've we've kind of discussed this before. Uh, coffee before chili. You a chili guy? You good looking man, uh, Craig Hansen. Craig Hansen is uh, he's got this wig on in his profile picture, but he's a damn good, sexy, uh, good-looking, sexy bald man. I tell you what, he look, he's got a rock star look to him. He looks like a little bit like Jason Bonham, <laughs> rock star. Uh, the one photo I saw uh, of him, in the leather and the dark sunglasses, it looks like he could definitely be a rock star drummer. <laughs> anyway, good morning, Chad. Uh, nice to see you there. Um, so, yeah, so later on today, we got Carl and Jamie, Jamie and Carl, uh, together again um, for, uh, since yesterday, for the first time since yesterday. Uh, and uh, please do subscribe to their podcast, which is the non-Epstein podcast where they talk about Epstein. Go figure. But they talk about other stuff. Uh, I didn't hear too much about Epstein yesterday, even though I was trying to encourage them from the chat room to keep it on Epstein. Yeah, did I say, uh, Chad, Craig, uh, you know, it's morning, dudes. (sighs) Don't expect my brain to show up when I get here. That's all I can say about that. Uh, but I, uh, I gotta look up this Dave Bliss guy because I don't, uh, David Bliss, is it Dave Bliss? No, Dave Bliss. Let's look him up. Dave Bliss, and I put in Baylor. Uh, and you can see what a great typist I am. Anyway, uh, Dave Blisk, American basketball coach. He served as head coach of basketball at University of Oklahoma, Southern Methodist University, and the University of New Mexico, Baylor University, Southwestern Christian University. Wow, he's been all over the fucking place, hasn't he? Uh, he lives in Binghamton, New York. Um, I don't see anything about any scandal. Oh, Baylor University basketball scandal. Baylor University basketball scandal occurred in the early 2000s when Baylor University's men's basketball program was investigated and punished for numerous infractions by the National Collegiate uh, NCAA (laughs) Athletic Association. The scandal broke out after 2003 murder. Oh, murder of Baylor basketball player. Uh, Patrick Dennehy. Dennehy's teammate, Carlton Dawson, pleaded guilty to the murder and was sentenced to a 35-year prison term. Now, why is that? And how does this affect uh, Bliss? Um, I guess I got to read further here. Disappearance and the murder of Patrick Dennehy. Patrick Dennehy was a junior forward who transferred to Baylor University following the sophomore season at the University of New Mexico. Uh, Probably... Uh, why Craig's interest in the program got started. University of Mexico, 2001-2022. In the summer of 2003, Dennehy and his new teammate, uh, Carlton Dotson, indicated that they were uh, concerned about uh, safety. 
after both men failed to attend a party, there was uh, there were introductions that uh, in- indications that something had gone wrong when Dennehy's family had not heard from uh, him. Dennehy's roommate returned him home to find the dog had not been fed on June 25th. Dennehy's car was found in the Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, with his license plates removed. All right. Bliss resigned. I know that uh, it's a long, long thing to read here. I don't want to read the whole thing, but also uh, oh, he he was uh, lying to investigators, right? This Bliss guy, huh? What's his long and short of it, Craig? What happened? Give give us the the uh, the very short story because this thing is like really long Wikipedia page on it, uh, and I will read it later. But on the air, I think I'm going to bore the shit out of people. Um, You are one guy. No, uh, Craig, Craig Hansen is one guy now, Craig. Uh, Chad Hansen. See, the brain does not show up early. Anyway, you are one guy. One big bowl of green chili eating guy. Uh, and I'm betting uh, one, of, one of you has better chili than the other. I can't get a fight started here. Don't get no fight started in the chat room. I don't have a guest this morning. I didn't even try. Uh, it was, I don't know, just time of year. And first of all, I was expecting an 8 p.m. program with uh, Drew Smith yesterday and then was startled to find out it was a 1 p.m. And then so I couldn't do my uh, traditional uh, in-between preparation. Had to really hurry to get the 1 o'clock show in. And then got distracted by a couple of guys from Wales watching there thing <laughs> for about an hour and so my schedule was all thrown off and i never bothered to try and get a guest for today so it's just me rapping about nothing and uh just be i i was thinking maybe i'd cancel it because we do have two great shows later on uh, a couple of great comedians on at 1 p.m um i think it's uh uh Chad and Craig from uh, London and Cardiff or something. I, I wonder who has the best green chili. Is it Cardiff or is it London? Uh, who do you think has the big, best <laughs> best chili, green chili, that is, London or Cardiff? Uh, anyway, those two comedians will be here uh, in the nude at 1 p.m. today. And then tonight at 8 p.m., uh, Derek Sheen will be with me, and we'll be talking about the Twitter persecution. Now, uh, I mentioned the I got banned from Twitter my last time being banned there, my most recent banning from Twitter. Was for saying exactly, oh, not exactly, the same thing that Dr. Peter McCullough is is saying which is drink bleach now i said it in a sarcastic manner to a guy who was telling me it's the right thing to do drink bleach uh dr mccullough is saying it earnestly telling people um deal with COVID. you want this pandemic to go away goggle with bleach if you happen to swallow a little don't worry about it it's not that not that dangerous 
Okay. Let's see you do it. Anyway, um, so that that's the deal. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Derek being banned for life for, and we'll get to the details of what he actually said, but a sarcastic comedian reply to a fucking troll who, you know, trolls will seek you out on Twitter. And I kind of talked about this yesterday. Like, they, ha- they have all the time in the world. Uh, they have all the time in the world to say shit to try to entice you into an engagement of uh, of, of a ongoing uh, dialogue on Twitter until the point where they can frustrate you enough to say something that violates the community standards and the second you do they report you to Twitter and get you banned for life now not even a three day suspension or 14 day suspension or 30 day suspension like you would on some other uh, social media platforms but a ban for life and particularly with comedians that's almost a career ending move Um, not totally a career ending move but it could be I mean for comedians the best um, platform for maintaining their connection to their fan base, their community, is Twitter. Now, you could say, knowing that, they should be a little more careful in what they say. Well, you want comedians being careful? Uh, tell me, tell me a funny, careful comedian. Who's the funniest, careful comedian? hard to be funny when you're being careful and if your job is to be careful and and they put that onus on you to, uh your job is to be funny and they put the onus on, man my brain is just uh craig chad chad craig funny careful they're all just one <laughs> uh maybe i should go back to sleep you think i should go back to sleep what's going on in this chat room that i'm missing uh chad looks like he's the male uh, model diversity hire for f-u-b-u um uh, called pot uh, jamie says it's called podcast i just leech on until i get mine going i don't know what's taking you uh so long to get yours going jamie well, we've been on this for now for months you know what when i started the mind dog tv podcast it was six o'clock at night and I said, you know what? I should start a podcast. And at 8 o'clock that night, I was doing my first episode. Now, this has been six months. God damn it. See, you made me cuss. You made me be profane. Been six months. Gosh dang it. Get this thing started. You need help. I'm here, buddy. I can help you do it. Yeah, I can help you do it. Uh... Jamie says, uh, carefully, my hometown. <laughs> carefully, my hometown. Uh, is that a, uh, a real town? No. It's like Philly. Best chili ever. Is that a real? Yeah, it looks like it's probably a real name of a, of a town. But you could can't take the beginning part of it, and it would definitely be a real town. But they don't have chili there. They have cheesesteaks. Um Hatch chili, mic drop. Respects for the eff- efforts of Pueblo to get into chili game, 
once the uh, New Mexico weed game gets going, watch out, Colorado. <laughs> uh, Carl says it's real, the name, I guess. Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, and I'm, I'm, I know you guys talk funny, but I would assume <laughs> that carefully, uh, carefully, <laughs> carefully, uh, the, the first part is uh, pronounced care, which is ironic because here Philly doesn't care at all. <laughs> Philly don't care. <laughs> uh, man, you, when things go there, you know, I'm just, I got nothing. I got fucking nothing today. Um, but um, going back to the Peter McCullough thing now, yeah, this is funny because uh, just Google Welsh town names, Summer Wild. I bet, I bet, is is there a, a town called Call Call? <laughs> Never mind. I tell you, I got nothing. Um. Oh yeah, Peter McCullough. Now he's saying this whole the whole pandemic could have been avoided if they would have taken it seriously from the beginning. Now, this is a pro-Trump guy telling you this. If they would have taken it serious, if we would have taken it seriously and treated uh, early treatment, uh, it, the whole pandemic could have been avoided. Which is great if you're a great thing to say if you're not a Trump supporter, but it's pretty stupid if you're going to be a Trump supporter and try to kind of uh, be pro-Trump and bring the poli- or the the pro-Trump angle into the debate, which McCullough definitely is doing. Two things. The vaccine is Trump's greatest uh, claim to um, victory or something he did well. Uh, Operation Warp Speed. Nobody told everybody said you can't do it. You can't get the vaccine ready in time. Well, he did it. Good for Trump. He um got on the backs of Big Pharma and made them uh rush this vaccine out. Now you're gonna say the vaccine uh is not effective. Well then your your pro Trump stance is kind of you're forgetting that this was his vaccine. We should call it the Trump vaccine. All of them, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, just label them all as the Trump vaccine because, to his credit, he's the one that got them to push it through. Now you're going to say they're ineffective and they're the problem. This is what Peter McCullough is saying, that those vaccines are actually the problem. Well, you just shot your pro-Trump stance in, in the foot, but it gets even more shot in the foot when you say the whole thing could have been avoided if we would have taken it seriously and uh, with early treatment, uh, taking care of all this stuff. Because there was one person uh, I, I remember distinctly saying, not to take it seriously, it's all a hoax. It's a Democratic uh, hoax. And that was Donald Trump. Man, I hope this fucking Peter McCullough guy comes on my show because I will fucking fuck him in the ass right on on. <laughs> On the internet here, I will pull down his pants, I will spread his ass cheeks, and stick my fucking 18-inch girthy cock right up his fucking stupid ass. Look forward to that. Do I sound like a, a guy who's a little bit resentful of him going on all these programs and doing this stuff? Uh, if I do, probably am. 
<laughs> Shane Smith works and makes me uh who Shane Smith works uh clean and makes me like oh we were talking about uh yesterday with uh Chris Monty talking about working clean. The more we chat, the more it looks like Matt has lingering effects from getting that shit. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely do. <laughs> I won't lie. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to keep up with this um, chat room here now. Carefully is where Jamie lives, carefully. Uh, and I'm a lazy pig like Carl. Uh, nobody's, a la- nobody's like Carl. Carl's one of a kind. Uh, Carl says, just a, a Google Welsh Town's name. I saw I saw that. Now, uh, Chad Henson says, carefully doesn't sound Welsh. There should be three more. Why? <laughs> Carrie, if you're up for Philly. Uh, careful comics. There's uh, a few. Careful comics. There's a few away. Really careful? Um. What do you mean by a uh, careful co- a comic? I know I said earlier you can't work uh, being funny and being careful all the time. There's a difference between clean and careful because to me, careful is is thinking about um, everything you say. And if you have to kind of, oh, can I say, in the moment, like like you'd be like me, constantly thinking about what the fuck you're saying and trying to keep track of it and worrying about the next word that's going to come out of your mouth. That's different than working clean. Uh, but, and so I guess that's where Chad's comment comes in. Shane, Shane Smith works clean and makes me laugh. Chris Monty works clean a lot of times and makes me laugh. He's not always clean, but for his special that came out two days ago on dry bar comedy. Now dry bar. Good morning, Kelly. I I hope you're uh, not hungover this morning as you were yesterday. (laughs) I hope things are going a little better for you. Um, And uh, so Chris, uh, as I was mentioning, it has a special on dry dry bar comedy right now. And you use the code Chris Monty and you're going to save money on the membership there. You can get it just for one month and see lots and lots of comedy specials. Most of those people, uh, um, what do you mean? What do you mean, Jamie? Spot on about what? Uh, Shane Smith? Or or the Welsh stuff with the Ys. Needs three more Ys. Um, well, you're better. That's good to know. And off to work, that's not good to know. Well, I guess everybody needs to, to earn a living. I would just uh, prefer if everybody just stayed home with me and just got back in bed with their coffee and just... Added to the chat room, called in every once in a while, whatever. I'm not getting any um, Google listing phone calls this morning. I was hoping to get another one of those or a, a warranty phone call, somebody to put on the air. I should get to the sponsor stuff. It's like an hour in, and I haven't done the uh, – no, I'm off to work <laughs> Off work in bed. Oh, you! I thought you said off to work. See, Matt is uh, suffering uh, from uh, the after effects from a, a concussion because I was thinking you said off to work. You're off work. Well, that's good. And in bed. Uh, well, and Jamie has the right idea. Put some uh, bellies in it. 
Uh, Bailey's doesn't have enough Y's. <laughs> oh, man, I make myself laugh. That's the problem when you're making yourself laugh. Uh, now, who is drunk, Call Jamie? Jamie, don't be drunk at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Wait until uh, we start to start getting drunk so that you're not look, totally sloppy and falling all over the mic. We'll have to put Hank on the show. It'll be me calling Hank uh, at 1 p.m. this afternoon. So I'm saving all the funny for that. This is why I'm being purposely unfunny this morning. If you buy that? I don't buy it either. I should do the sponsor part. Uh, sponsor a little piece here. True Fire. Want to learn how to play guitar? Want to learn how to play it right? From the best people in the world. Truefire.com. There's a link in the description. Also, Oddballs. I mentioned Oddballs is our new, uh, one of our new sponsors. I'll talk about that first, and then I'll play. Uh, I'll play. I'll play the sponsorship uh, of ad after I uh, do this little piece about Oddball. Now, Oddball, I mentioned yesterday. If you don't know, here it is, Oddball. Oddball is a ball. And there is comedy in the tutorial videos because the guy's talking all about charging your balls up, making sure your balls have enough juice, uh, tapping your balls, how to how to tap your balls the right way. Uh, there's some comedy to be mined from the tutorial videos. But what, what oddballs are is a musical instrument, and it can be used professionally to make some really cool electronic music. But you can use it in other ways, too, just as a fun thing. I think it will automatically correct you if you have bad uh, rhythm, too. Uh, it would mean quantized. So you bring it to the closest quarter note, 16th note, whatever you're doing. You bounce the ball. You tap on the ball. You tap on your balls, and it makes different sounds. You can assign different sounds. You use your phone to set the sounds and samples. You can actually do acoustic samples of your own voice and put in lyrics and stuff. I'm going to play the video, give you a little sample of what um, Oddballs was all about. Here we go. This did not start from the beginning. I'm going to start it from the beginning. It did not start from the beginning. That's the important part here. Make music with a ball. Oddball. That's enough for that. We'll we'll get by with uh, now. Looks like a lot of fun. Number one, cool little stocking stuffer type of gift for Christmas. Of course, um, depending on where you live now, it might be too late to get it for Christmas. Yesterday was the last day to guarantee get it uh, for Christmas, uh, but you can 
still try, depending on where you live, you might still be able to get it for Christmas for, as a great gift. You know, kids will love it. They'll use it. They'll have fun with it. It's cool because you can put on a pair of headphones and uh, make music while you're on the bus, on the train. I wouldn't use it while I was driving a car, but um, it's a cool little gift idea. Oddball, a new sponsor. Uh, they'll probably be with us for a while. Last time I'll mention it until Christmas is over. I will start pushing it again uh, after after the holiday because, as I say, you probably today you're kind of pushing it to get it for the holidays, but you still might be able to get it for the holidays. But after today, you're probably not going to anyway. So what's the point in pushing it? Now, our main sponsor, True Fire. Want to learn how to play guitar? You want to learn how to play it right? The best people, teachers in the world, best players in the world. True Fire is the easiest way and the best way to do it at your own time, on your own own, own schedule, uh, at your own convenience. Now, talk about gifts, gift ideas. And I brought this up yesterday a uh, couple of times, uh, especially during my interview with Drew Smith about education as a gift. Nobody needs another fucking ugly sweater, right? Uh, and somebody's going to get you an ugly sweater and you go, oh, and you could tell it, uh, Jamie Dykes' gift collection every year, it's just full of just really ugly sweaters. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. <laughs> You're not a snazzy dresser like me. Uh, I'm an idiot. Concussion, folks. Um, but, you know, how many times do you get a gift for somebody and you spend a lot of money on it and they, oh, I'm getting wet. Oh, that was just a great gift. Thank you so much. It's what I always wanted. Uh, and two days later, it's forgotten. Put it in the drawer, put it on a shelf, never used again. How many of those gifts do you have? I know I got a ton of them. I mentioned my wife bought me a leg massager last year. I had my legs massaged for a couple of days. And now I have this big old machine. I don't know where to store it. The big old leg massager machine. Oh, why don't you put it under your desk for you? Yeah, that's what I need is this big humming thing that's squeezing my legs while I'm doing a podcast. No. Not using it. Now. Education, on the other hand, True Fire, our sponsor today, gift of music. That's something people will use. If you got somebody who's an aspiring musician, even if they're already an uh, intermediate to advanced player, they can learn a lot uh, about their craft from True Fire and improve their playing. And this is the thing. That gift will stay with them. They will continue to use it. And, and once they're done using it, the lingering effects the afterglow of the love will stay with them forever for their entire life you know education is a gift that gives forever and so our sponsor today is true fire i want you to keep that in mind in case you have and they have a special now 99 dollars for uh year access to everything that means all the courses they have all the great teachers they have that's more than you need. You can get started for just $5 with song uh, lesson downloads, $5 each with our, our link. I'm going to play the uh, little spot for you, and then I'll kind of clarify a little more after that.
This episode is brought to you by Truefire. Do you want to learn guitar or improve your playing? Are you stuck in a rut and unable to take your playing to the next level? Truefire has your solution. Over 2 million guitar players worldwide learn, practice, and play with Truefire. Our learning tools and massive library of video lessons will ignite your technical skills, harmonic knowledge, rhythm playing, and soloing chops. Truefire's educators are the best in the biz, from Grammy Award winners to world-renowned artists. You'll have access to an unparalleled faculty of over 300 top-notch blues, rock, jazz, country, fingerstyle, and acoustic guitar educators. Using our desktop and mobile apps, you'll work with Truefire's multi-angle video lessons on any device, anytime, anywhere. Integrated learning tools such as video synced tab and notation, slow-mo, looping, practice jam tracks, and many more handy controls accelerate your learning experience. Truefire's style-specific learning paths guide you every step of the way. Use our assessment tools to find your starting point, then follow our lesson recommendations and track your progress as you work through your personalized Truefire study plan. Progress faster with private one-on-one -on -one instruction, group lessons, multi-track video jams, live streams, song lessons, student forums, Truefire's Riff magazine, premium jam tracks, and much, much more. With thousands of five-star ratings and reviews from amateur and pro players alike, you'll find yourself in good company with the world's most comprehensive guitar learning platform. Grab your guitar and ignite your musicality. Sign up free for an all-access trial today. Click the link in the description to find out more. Ready? Get ready. Here she is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh! I like that little cartoon of me uh, sleeping on her desk, but it always looks like she's spilling shit. For a lady who has a nice uh, brown and white polka dot dress on, to be spilling shit like that, just a shame. But uh, she probably has some bellies in her coffee. Got a couple of coffee sponsors lined up. I'm still trying to figure out who's got the best coffee. I was rejected. Ooh, rejection. Oh by a coffee sponsor not the right fit for their brand checked out the show they haven't checked out the morning show though this is the thing they've checked out mind dog tv podcast with all my uh interviews and stuff I, they haven't seen coffee with the dog and the reason i actually approached them about sponsorship was because it just seems like a natural thing for a coffee company to sponsor coffee with the dog i'm pushing coffee here every morning get on it not right for their brand um, maybe it's the political shit I've been saying, but I don't really talk that much politics at all on the interview stuff, the Mind Dog TV podcast interviews, unless the guest comes from that angle. Pretty much stay away from next Sunday night. Uh, Jeff uh, Rasley was with me, and Jeff is a former lawyer, a political activist, a Zen Buddhist 
of sorts, and an author. So uh, naturally, sometimes that, those conversations will dip into the political arena sometimes. And I'm wondering if that might have uh, convinced them that, hey, this show's not for us. This doesn't go with our brand. And that's fine. Except that they do sponsor Ant. Ant and, and is uh, Anthony from WEHM, a local radio station here who has a pretty popular podcast and his stuff is political and it seems like uh, he's got a um, an alignment with one of the parties it seems that way I don't know that he definitely does but it seems that way to me and they, they sponsor him so maybe the politics stuff isn't it I don't know what determines whether I'm a good fit for you maybe I just don't have enough listeners enough uh, an audience but I tell you what the audio uh, podcast is, numbers have been outstanding over the last couple of months. I'm averaging like almost 70,000 at this point for the last month per episode, 70,000 downloads. Uh, pretty good for a guy like me that nobody, nobody knows who the fuck I am. <laughs> uh, not, a, not the coffee with the dog stuff, by the way, though. I'm talking about the mind dog TV podcast interviews. Those are getting big numbers. The, um, coffee with the dog pitifully, pitifully, shamefully low numbers on the download, audio downloads of them. But, you know, it's just me rambling for two hours. I can't imagine uh, what the, <laughs> why I would get big numbers on something like that. It's different if you're in the chat room and you can interact or if you want to call up and all that kind of stuff. I should put the phone number in case anybody should want to call, like from Listen, if you're going to call from a, uh, across the pond, though, always remember that one is important. I think you might even have to do a zero one. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever your country code shit is. I try not to uh, dial internationally too much. But the number's there if anybody does want to call in. Of course, if you would love to call in and sell me uh, an extended warranty for my car, I'm waiting. One thing I've noticed uh, lately, I got paranoid because I brought this up last week. Jamie's ranking on my numbers. We need to get those numbers stuck by taking my shirt off. Um, there was a day not too long ago where I would have been happy to take my shirt off. I'm embarrassingly uh, dad bod right now for the last couple of years. COVID has uh, marshmallowed me up quite a bit. Uh, my six-pack ab has turned into a uh, giant bag of marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, uh, uh, you know, if I take my pants off, that would be a definitely ratings getter because people would be just in awe of the girth, just the girth of my, uh, incredibly huge penis. Um, uh, and that's, you know, it's not a brag because it, no matter how big it is, you gotta, you gotta know how to use it. And um, I don't, I have no idea how to use it. I kind of tried to use it for a necktie at one point. Um, I could, you know, sometimes I kind of use it as a walking cane. Um, but how to use it to to satisfy a lady, I have no idea. I have no idea. Of course, satisfying uh, somebody like Carl Mann is quite easy. You just roll him over on his belly. And you tell him it's an alien. 
fingering him. Uh, but maybe I'm getting started a little too early with the fingering calls uh, stuff. Maybe I should wait until he's had a had a few. Anyway, Kelly says dad bod is in, don't you know? Not not where I come from. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? Obviously, being the local uh, rock star that I am, <laughs> I get a lot of attention um, when I'm out with a man. But the attention I get is from, you know, it started when I was in my 40s. Uh, getting attention from ladies who were in their 70s. Now I'm in my 60s. I'm getting attention from ladies who are 90 and 100. Uh, but also gay guys. Gay guys think I'm catnip. I attract gay men like a fucking magnet. They just... Um, I guess this... And it doesn't matter whether I was uh, fit or with the dad bod. I think it's because the head resembles a penis in a lot of ways the shiny bald head reminds them of a, a phallic symbol but for whatever reason gay guys love me they love me i could be on the cover of of gay boy magazine <laughs> i don't know if there is such a thing or as a gay porn or pornographic version of whatever penthouse uh, i guess whatever their version of that is, I could be at the centerfold for that every month and draw big numbers. Gay guys love me. And I'm sure uh, Carl and Jamie will both attest to that um, and and testify on my behalf in that situation. Anyway, um, the gay, bo- the, the, the dad bod, <laughs> gay bod. <laughs> is uh, Gay Boy Magazine. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, you know, there's got to be, there's got to be a gay pornographic version. You know, uh, I got to get um, David Monster back on the program. David Monster, uh, <laughs> Kelly says, you you track the same age as I do, only 80 and above. I swear I've gotten hit on by uh, lesbians so far, I don't think. Well, yeah, you, you don't think. Um when I was about 43, 44, playing in the band on New Year's Eve one time, uh, there had been this woman. Her name is Terry. She's been a fan of the band from the very first start. But I knew she had a crush on me. New Year's Eve comes. And <laughs> now Terry is 80 years, 85 now, 86. At the time, I was in my 40s. She was in her 60s, I guess, mid-60s. To me, that was way too old. And, you know, still is. <laughs> Even now I'm 62, 65 is way too old for a woman. Uh, but um, New Year's came. Uh, you know, da 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 And um, people going around kissing, you know, peck on the cheek or Happy New Year stuff. And she grabbed me and she fucking stuck her tongue down my throat. Mikey was there watching it. And I almost fucking puked. Um, but, uh, it wasn't just the, the fact that the, here we have a senior citizen just grabbing me and kissing me. Obviously, um, menopause can have an effect on women. And one of those effects can be facial hair. 
beard. And when she grabbed me and kissed me and stuck her, it felt like a man. <laughs> I mean, it was, she had a beard thicker than I was, and I could feel it piercing my my delicate baby-like skin. <laughs> and it was like the grossest moment of my life. And Mikey uh, tends to remind me of that every chance he gets. She stuck her tongue right down your throat, bro. No, it didn't get in that far because the minute she started to stick her tongue in my mouth, I pushed her away and I said, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Uh, my experience of, from feeling what women probably go through uh, quite often is just like, what the fuck, man? What, 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 what did I do to give you the idea that that was okay? Why did I bring this up? Oh, because I'm hot. I'm hot for... Old ladies and gay guys. Not the people I always wanted to be hot for, but at least I'm hot for somebody. <laughs> somebody, there are a couple of demographics out there that view me as, um, I don't know who's the, the not Pete Davidson. <laughs> who's, the, <laughs> who's the hot young stud that they, that is um, the Hollywood heartthrob? That's what the old ladies and the gay guys think of me. Now, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of gay guys saying, no, I'm gay, and I th- I don't think you're hot at all. I think you're ugly. Well, that's fine. So you're only saying that because I, I, I owned up to it. But we all know. We all know that. And I do think it, it, it has a lot to do with the head. I think the head is a phallic symbol. Listen, look at, look at how freaking nice and round my head is. See, a lot of guys would dance up here. A lot of guys couldn't shave their head. Uh, of course, Chad Henson probably has me beat. He's uh, he's a rock star look, looking kind of guy. But me, with this this head, I mean, there are really no... And considering all the damage I do when shaving fast sometimes, I, there have been times when I just totally ripped a chunk of head off. Anyway, maybe I should end this pretty uh, uh, early at, like, the uh, bottom of the hour. Uh, women who dig the shaved head really dig it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know too many that really dig mine. <laughs> my, my wife will even tell you, um, not her preference. She always, you know, she, she likes guys with hair. Costanza will tell you. We know that. I think uh, there was an episode of, of Seinfeld where he, you know, Jerry was trying to uh, convince um, George that Bald could be sexy, and Elaine kind of shot him down. No, women, hair is everything to a woman. Now, Kelly can answer this. Uh, uh, oh, well, thank you, Kelly. I think you're talking to Jamie, right? Uh, was me and Carl hope to end the podcast the way dogs start to little nod to Andy Andrus. Uh, <laughs> I hope Andy's doing well. Uh, Andy uh, seems to have. Now, here's the thing Andy had, you know, if you follow Andy, Andy Andrus, the uh, issues with Andy uh, podcast, by the way, uh, if you follow Andy Andrus on Twitter, you know that his daughter had a situation the other night, got robbed in Portland, and somebody, I believe, uh, Mr. Obliv, <laughs> Mr. Obliv, uh, who is his handle, uh, started a, I think it was him, who started a, a uh, campaign to Venmo her 
money. Now, at some point, I think enough people got on it to recover her losses. But when do we know that <laughs> not only recover the losses, that, but she's now making a profit from it? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know that for a fact, but Andy went on there and thanked everybody. So I'm assuming she got all her loss recovered by the kind people who got on the uh, Twitter and Venmoed her some cash to take care of it. It's a tragic thing, especially this time of year. Very disappointing thing that people will rob you in the holiday season. Happens. Um, but uh, And some people were nice enough to get on it. Good stuff. But, uh, you know, at some point, uh, you got to think that all of a sudden, hey, that's more than I actually lost. And it keeps coming in, which could be a cool thing. I don't know. Uh, kind of like Peter McCullough with his little GoFundMe stuff. Now, you would think, back to him, you would think uh, a very successful, as he claims to be, cardiologist could handle his own legal fees without turning to Twitter and asking people to donate to his cause. Grift. I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Uh, what will I use the money for? To buy green chili. I don't know. I'm out of things to say here. I'm in the store and I've always, uh, what does he say? I'm, I'm in the store and I've always heard bad things and I've heard bad things are being said. What store are you in? You, uh, you actually leave the house? What is that all about? I have not left the house other than for a gig or, or I shouldn't say that. I've done some essential shopping and stuff. But uh, my time leaving the house since COVID, my life has changed tremendously. I, um, for the most part, I say for the most part, because there are exceptions. I don't leave the house unless it's for a work reasons. Uh, this whole idea of going to the store and, and, um, you're listening in the store because we are, we'll be on live 365 radio, uh, where you can take us with you wherever you go. Beginning, beginning when January 2nd of 2022 speaking of uh january 22nd 2022 man i can't believe this year went that fast fucking flew by remember you were looking at 2021 and saying well uh covid's finally over make this the year it's going to change things and we'll get back to normal that was just a year ago year flew by we're still here Good for you, Carl. Listening in the store, I'm I'm glad you could do that. That's uh, a that's a very uh, cool thing to know that people can take us on the run, on the move, and keep listening to the program. But it will be even better uh, come January second when we're on Live 365 and people can listen in the cars. I don't like talking to people in the cars. Maybe I convince them to crash. Or do a little uh, hypnosis experiment. Let's do a little hypnosis experiment. <laughs> <laughs> what? And if you're driving, <laughs> please do close your eyes. <laughs> I um, I kid. Of course, I kid. I don't want you to do that. Would you like to do a little hypnosis? Would you like to see what that's like? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't like to see if I can hypnotize the entire listening audience right now. You would not like to see that. Of course, if you would like to see that, it could be done. I still have it. I still could do it. 
when I was very involved in the hypnosis uh, community, you could see how black that coffee is, by the way. Look how black that coffee is. That's cowboy black. Um, Dr. Anthony Cimino once challenged me to give up sugar for 24 hours. Sure, not a problem, Doc. I got this. Uh, Doc was a hypnotist <laughs> and a um, nutritionist and basically uh anti-sugar guy. He challenged me to give up sugar, all sugar, in any form, even in hidden ingredients in stuff that I eat, like bread and anything that comes canned and all that stuff. Check all your ingredients. Make sure you don't get one gram of sugar in 24 hours. That's the challenge. thought that would be easy. I thought that would be easy. But uh, at the end of that 24 hours, I was the West Mesa bone collector. (laughs) Homicidal maniac. Need my sugar or I'm going to kill. Um, By the way, I'm not the West mesa bone collector i don't collect bones i don't i don't have a single bone i swear you can you can check my house i will uh, i will submit to a uh cavity search even no bones here it's gonna be 60 again there today oh well you know what i have to say to you kelly good for you nice that it's 60 is fucking hot compared to what uh but you know what i saw something on the news yesterday about a weather pattern for the next week that almost the entire nation will be above average temperatures except for the West Coast, uh, Oregon, and uh, Washington State, and bits of California that will be far below. Um, and, and so, you know, I guess, uh, like uh, Andy had said many times before, there will be winners and losers in the climate change stuff. I want to be in among the winners. And I, I if, in all honesty, the last 10 winters here in New York have been milder than the winters that I grew up here in New York. And when I grew up in this area, every winter, we would have many d- days that were below zero uh, temperature-wise and lots of monumental snows. I mean, eight feet of snow, you know, snow that you could build a gigantic igloo on on your property, and that igloo would last for months in the freezing cold, two months, because it wouldn't melt because the temperature wouldn't get above 32. Uh, You could build a snowman that would last for months. We haven't had a winter like that in at least 10 years, maybe longer. So we are seeing some of that warming happening here, but not enough for my, like, I would like to be in Key West where it's 85 degrees today and you can go swimming and uh, the warm water will still be warm and all that kind of stuff. That's what I want. I want to be able to just go soak my tired old man body in the Gulf of Mexico in warm water, smoke a doobie, maybe have a, a cocktail or a beer and just uh, get out and play some music and then go back. And that's what I want my life to be. Maybe podcast every once in a while, have a gig every once in a while, but most of the time just going back and forth between the, the beach, the water, the weed and the wine. 
that's what I would love the rest of my uh, my years on uh, whatever time I have left on this planet uh, to be consumed by. Not in the cards. Uh, my wife asked me if I would really like to move last night. I said, are you fucking kidding me? What have I been saying for the last 10 years? Yes. You ready? No, she's not ready. We have a grandson that is still in school. And right now she's claiming she won't move until he's out of high school. Of course, when he gets out of high school and high college. Or um, now we can't move until he gets married. Now we can't move until he gets kids. And then we can't move until he's fucking on Social Security. I'm never going to leave this spot. I'm doomed to stay in this place that has winters. Well, why not get a winter home? Why? And I thought about that, too. Like, leave here, have two two domiciles, one here for spring and summer and one in Key West for fall and winter. I could do that. She would let me go, too. Uh, then I have to do the show shirtless or it will just be weird. No, I definitely would. Uh, I promise you, if I go to Key West, I will definitely do the show shirtless. But I will get back in shape before I leave. Uh, I'm the kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy. <laughs> There's a song. I'm a, I have a song called I'm a, The Kind of Guy I Am. Uh, I'm the kind of guy who won't take his shirt off in public unless I know I can be somewhat secure in it. And right now, I'm not obese. I'm not obese, but I'm soft. I'm soft in the middle. Why am I soft in the middle? I'm not exercising at all. Since COVID, I have not exercised one bit. The only exercise I get is carrying my amp and guitars to the van and from the van to the stage and back and forth. That's the only exercise I ever get. Don't have a, a guest for tomorrow scheduled for this program. Later on today, you know, I have uh, those guys from there, funny talking guys from over on the other side of the water there. And then tonight, Derek Sheen. And then doing this tomorrow morning again, of course. I should try to hook up some guests, somebody to call in. Let's see if, we, if I call. Uh, not that he has anything to say. Now, this is really channeling the B-Man, right? Because I'm not, this is not a prank phone call, let's say, per se. It's just a phone call. Let's see, let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens. Oh, we're not going to get an answer, are we? You son of a bitch. He's probably... Mr. Napo. Really? That's how you answer the phone? Yeah. How you doing? I almost always get a doggy dog from you. When I want a doggy dog from you, I get a Mr. Napo? You know why? Because you're talking to the engineer of RS Studios. How's it going? Uh, is it working? Yeah, man. <laughs> what did you, did you record anything? No, nah, because you know what? I don't want to make too much noise last night. But, uh, Next time you come over, we got to play with band in the box so you can teach me more stuff so I can use it better, you know? Oh, we can do those lessons uh, online. I can I can give yeah. you, uh, you know, like a screen share or something and show you how to use that. I was even thinking about coming by you a couple days, you know? That would be unbelievable. I don't think you could ever make it out here. Yeah, I'll come hang with you. I'll bring some of that supersonic. 
Oh, uh, you're welcome to come anytime, but <laughs> you, you might have to sit through a, po a podcast in the middle of something, but that's and I get a kick out of that. Oh, yeah, I'll uh, enjoy it. Well, that would be fun. Wow, well, yeah, that would definitely be fun. I'm I'm bored this morning, I'm boy, because uh, uh, my, my morning show is just uh, I didn't have a guest lined up and I was just bored. Just oh, what's that? It. Coffee with my dog. Coffee with the dog. Yeah. Coffee with the dog. That's a good idea. You don't. You don't drink coffee, do you? No. Nah. I got a, a, a coffee sponsors lined up, but one guy, one company already rejected me. They said uh, I'm not right for their brand. Can you really? Can you imagine that? Me not right for their brand. Who the I, fuck? I didn't lose you, did I? I'd call them back. Um, uh, yeah, I could do that. I could call them back and, and say, you know, can I convince you? But I got other, I got four other coffee companies in the mix now. I'm, uh, I got to test out their coffee and see if their coffee is right for me. I got to take a picture of my balls today. Doing what? Because yesterday some guy contacts me, right? But he hacked into a friend of mine's account. So he was making believe he was my friend. Oh. And he says, he, did you hear about the grant program, so-and-so, this and that? And I was like, that's not call. The call wouldn't, you know? So I called call, and he says, nah. He says, I think I got hacked. Somebody else called me. I says, all right, as long as I know it wasn't you. So I get back to the guy, and I says, uh, I says, listen, don't, I owe you money anyway. <laughs> you fucker. So, <laughs> so the, to me, yeah, that's right. I said, yeah, I owed you 9200 9, and you told me to give you 8300 I says, uh, I'll bring it by the house right now if you want. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Western Union it to me at this address. So he sends me a name and address and everything for California. So now I tell him, so what are you doing in California? Oh, uh, I'm here for Christmas, visiting someone for Christmas. I says, all right. I says, uh, as soon as I get out of work, I says, I'll Western Union it to you. All right, great. So then I, uh, he gets back to me. Did you go? I says, no. I says, you know I'm at work. I says, uh, as soon as I get out of here, I says, okay, I'll go take <laughs> I says, you want me to drop it off at the house with Barbara? And he goes, no, 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 no. Oh, earlier, I'm sorry. Earlier, I says, to me, you're still in the Venice? Before I knew it was called, you know? All right. So, uh. Then he says to me, no, no. So we get to the point where I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, FedEx it to him. So now yesterday, he calls back. Well, he don't call. He, he uh, messages me. Okay, let me. Oh, wait. I just got a new one from him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. So anyway, so I'm draping him through the whole fucking day, you know. Tell him I'm going to send it to now. He says, can you send me uh, the tracking number? Oh. Hello, the tracking number you send is not correct. Send the picture of the receipt given to you to me here. He just sent that at 10.07. Wow. But uh, anyway, so I go online and I look up, a, you know, how the, I need a fake tracking number. So it's a 10-digit number. So I put 10 digits in and I sent it to him. So now he's all excited. He's telling his buddies all day that this fucking moron is going to send him 80-something hundred dollars, you know. <laughs> He didn't even have to do his scam routine. This moron's just going to give up cash. Right. right. So I sent him the fake one. And uh, now today he just sent me 
Hello, the tracking number you sent is not correct. Send the picture of the receipt given to you, to me here. <laughs> so I had all day long, all day long I had him hanging on, holding and open and, you know, playing what he's going to do with the month, you know, that kind of shit, telling his boys, yeah, I got one, I got a guy, I got something, you know. You know what? You should give him my number and tell him that I'm the administrator for the uh, for the account, and he should call me, and I'll put him on the air and fuck with him a little bit. Well, I'm, now I'm going to, you know, I made it. He waited all fucking day yesterday and everything. Plus, it's California time. So wow. right now, like 730 in the morning, and he's and he's up. First thing he's doing is trying to get touch me to get this money. So I'm going to send him a picture of my balls. <laughs> Tell him. Well, I was thinking of maybe I was going to say I was going to take a picture of my ass and hold my cheeks open. No, you should draw like a Groucho face on your balls and like stick a cigar in your ass. Well, I was going to say I was going <laughs> to my ass with my hole showing and tell me, look in the mirror, you fucking asshole. You think you'd fuck? I'd send you a dime, you moron. <laughs> I just wasted your whole fucking day yesterday. Tell your friends how stupid you look now. You, Matter you, of fact, look at the phone and believe that's a mirror. <laughs> you know how you know how I know the guy didn't know you because you mentioned work. <laughs> anybody, the you said you were at work. Like anybody who knows you knows you're not at work. What do you mean you're at work? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking moron thought he was gonna get over on me. Like fucking, let me fuck with this idiot all day. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Uh, well, I, I wasted this whole day yesterday. I need help. And I, I know you said that I could do this before, but I, I need some help. I'm trying trying to contact Ackroyd, and I I want to say that I'm uh I, I'm good friends with Leonard, uh but uh you you think I you think Lenny Lenny would uh, back me up on this? Well, I don't think Lenny sees Ackroyd anymore. Right, but does he have his contact? Uh, does Ackroyd have Leonard's contact? So if he if, uh, if he checked I'm me out, on to, I'm sure if he wanted to get a hold of me, he probably could. I don't know if he could though, because it's been a long time, you know. That's fucked up. I want. But I, I, use that though. Say huh? that you. Say that and he's one of your best friends. He spoke how highly he's spoken about you. You know, tell him all of that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. What a good guy you are. You're a regular guy, and this and that. I know he, he, a lot of people probably busted him uh, for a uh, interview right now because he's got that new Ghostbusters movies out that he's the uh, executive producer of. Uh, yeah, you know, pat, pat his ass. Tell him you know, Lenny spoke so highly of you. What a great guy you are. You're one of us. You're a down-to-earth person. You know, you're a regular guy. You don't find regular guys like that in Hollywood no more, but Lenny says you're the fucking salt of the earth. You, yeah. you know? Yeah. Give, give him that bullshit routine. And I drink, I, I drink your fucking skull vo vodka every day, and I'll promote the shit out of it. <laughs> That's all he really cares about. Anyway, uh, you know, any anybody you can help. You know, whatever happened with Donnie Most? Did you try to get in touch with him for me? Or no, no, I haven't. I haven't. I got to get somebody uh, who can call in the morning. The morning show. I mean, it's basically me talking for two hours, and I don't have the energy to track down all these guests to call in in the morning. Shits. It's a, it's a difficult thing. I'll get a, I can get a hold of Donnie for you. Yeah, that would be cool. That, that's not a problem. But Ackroyd, to work on that, you know, hit him with that shit. And yeah. he speaks about Yeah, I'm going to go work. He was, he, tell him he was head of security for you. You know, explain who Lenny is, because he might might have forgot him. You know, Lenny could be just... But Although I've seen Ackroyd with Lenny, and Lenny... 
they were buddies. Aqua was calling him Leonard. 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 All right, I'm gonna get up back on that today. What do yeah, you tell him? Tell him you grew up across the street from Lenny. You know, from, you know, give him the whole spiel. Right. Yeah, I just wondered if Lenny would deny me because sometimes he could be weird that way. No, nah, he won't do that. <laughs> oh, Matt Nabble, I never heard of him. What do you mean? Nah, he won't. He won't do that. Yeah, I hope. Matter of fact, he'll blow it up. All right. I'll tell you know. I'll tell him if you get anything samples, you're going to use your name. You know, for to get acts. Uh, you know, try to get Ackroyd on his shelf. Right. Does he still have the pizza shop? Yeah. He does. And celebrities come in there, right? Oh yeah. Man, I should set up I should set up the pod right in the middle of his pizza place and when the celebrities come in, just hijack them. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> movie star. Movie star alert. He gets a lot of them in there. I bet. It's right in that perfect uh perfect place for it. Westwood there. Uh, you know, that's where they all hang out. I mean, that, that's a very cool part of town. So, Yeah. All right. Um, I'll go back to work and let you get uh, – because I know you're working hard at uh, photographing your balls today. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with the asshole, though. I think that's funny because at the end I could tell – why don't you look on the phone and make believe it's a mirror right now? I like my idea better. Well, paint Groucho's face on your balls and stick a cigar in your ass like that's the mount. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could, like, yeah. well, that's the nastiest thing I ever heard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the checks on the trail. What a fucking idiot this guy is. He thinks he got a sucker and a half. <laughs> well, I have a real tracking number because I, I ordered a bunch of shit online today. So if you need to send him another one, get in touch with me. I'll send you a real tracking number. That he could, that he, it will actually say your, your package is en route, but it will say it's coming to shore from New York, I guess. <laughs> Fuck them anyway. You said this in the wrong place. Yeah, uh, I had a, I had a all day yesterday. Plus, he's waiting now. I'll be, I'll make him wait all fucking day tonight. Yeah. And later today, I'll say, "You fucking retard! <laughs> Are you that stupid? How can you be a fucking con artist when you can't even fucking when you just been fucking con for a day and a half? You moron!" Oh man, the scams are just getting stupider and stupider. But people fall for them. If people weren't falling for them, they wouldn't be putting in that much time and energy in for them. Oh yeah, of course. This guy Matt all day. I guarantee you, all day he was fucking jumping up and down with this. Fucking amazing. Instead of his little percentage that he would have robbed from someone, right. he's getting cash things eighty nine hundred dollars or eighty three, whatever the fuck it was. If you'd only put that energy into doing something positive, you could actually earn a few bucks legitimately in the world instead of trying to rip people off all day. Uh, but that's- yeah, that's what I might do that. I might type them something that says, you know what? You're a fucking retard. And then t- give them that spiel. Yeah. You fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, enjoy your new uh, found recording studio uh, technology. Uh, I guess I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. All right, have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. The boss, folks. Uh, that was the boss. Uh, if you don't know uh, the boss, I will uh, share some videos later on Twitter today of the boss so you can get a visual on that guy. Uh, the boss is a, uh, an unusual character. I've known the boss my whole life, actually since before kindergarten. About almost close to 60 years I've known him. There was a point about 15 years ago, he was running a uh, local newspaper 
and decided to raffle off a house. Not his house. Somebody else's house. And people were, uh, they, raffle tickets were $100 a piece. And they would send him the $100 to get a chance to win this house. Not his house again. And lots of people did it. <laughs> it just picked the house to raffle off. That's, that's the boss. So when the guy called up and, and uh, claiming to be somebody who knows him, and he said, "Well, I'm at work," that's the first clue. <laughs> what you? I've known him sixty years. I've never seen him work. <laughs> Anybody who knows him at all knows he don't work. He'd be raffling off your house <laughs> and shit like that. Anyway, good to talk to him. Uh, you know, if you're if they're not going to call in the show, I'm going to call them. We'll say that's the first time in at least 40 years where I've called him and he's answered the phone, Mr. Napo. He almost always says, doggy dog, doggy dog. That's uh, that's how we answered. And that's what I was expecting. Uh, threw me a curveball there. The first time ever in my life that he's actually answered the phone that way. Very unusual. Anyway, that I hope you enjoyed that little weird. I would do what I said. You know, I would definitely... Uh, Hey, Drew, nice to see you. Uh, uh, great to be with you. Ed, ladies and gentlemen, Drew Smith is with us in, in the uh, chat room. And as I mentioned, yesterday, my 1 p.m. show, Drew was the guest on that show. And uh, speaking of gifts of education, you might want to check out his course. If you know somebody who's a musician, somebody in your life, or if you are a musician, and getting started in the recording business, uh, um, maybe even if you got some experience, but not um, fully um, experienced yet, not gone completely down the road of recording your music for um, publish. Uh, Drew has a course out there before you record. And uh, as I mentioned yesterday, and as I mentioned with True Fire, best gift you can give somebody is something like that. They're going to use it. They're going to use it, and it's going to last a lifetime. And, boy, if you want to make, you know, it's obviously, if you're trying to score points with somebody uh, romantically, these are not the gifts for you. But if if you want to really make an impression on somebody you really care about, lifelong impression of a gift that they will use, check out educational stuff like our sponsor, True Fire, and like True Smith, be on uh, before you record uh, course, and that's at beforeyearrecord.com. I hope you'll check that out. Uh, and uh, good stuff. Good stuff. We had a great conversation yesterday about music, music uh, production, and um, the state of music production today. And I don't know, this is the thing I'm, I'm really paranoid about lately. I think my phone is keeping tabs on me. Uh, yesterday I noticed quite consistently. Siri would pop on just on her own. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't say, "Hey Siri," See, she's not coming. She's not coming on now. Hey Siri. No, nothing. But just in the middle of conversation, I would see the little uh, red ball uh, pop on. So no, know that she's listening to me. And then uh, going on social media, seeing all this stuff about that was almost exactly the kind of stuff I said to. Uh, true in our conversation yesterday, there was one guy, uh, one name that came up right away that said, uh, singing 
uh, pop songs with a southern accent does not make it country music. I thought that's weird. I just said that on my podcast. Siri, did you tell Facebook or Twitter what I was saying yesterday? I'm paranoid about the phone listening to me. Anyway, t- later on today, I hope you will join me. A uh, couple of couple of guys from Wales, comedians. I call themselves comedians. Actually, I think they're more provocateurs, philosopher provocateurs. Uh, Callman and Jamie Docks. Callman is the uh, proprietor of several podcasts, as well as being a stand-up comedian. Um, the non-Epstein podcast. He's got a UFO podcast. Uh, you know where I am with the UFO stuff. Baffled as always. Uh, and Jamie is uh, a stand-up comedian who names his dog after Hank Porter. Uh, so um, can't go wrong with those two guys. And then later on today, Derek Sheen. Free Derek Sheen. Not getting a lot of traction on this. This is where I, it gets uh, frustrating for me because I mentioned I would love to have uh, more influence. I'm not seeing anybody sharing the hashtag free Derek Sheen. And listen, I'm not I'm not expecting Twitter to really fold. But I think they need to be made aware of due process and increments, man. You don't just jump to banning people for life, especially comedians. You give them a, a Everybody deserves a second chance. I mean, you commit a crime in this country or in the world even, generally in most places of the world, the the sentence will fit the crime. So if you're jaywalking, you're going to get a fine for 20 bucks. If you murder somebody, you go away for life. Twitter has one rule, one rule. You violate the community standards and immediately ban for life, no due process. Uh, you can appeal it, but if you appeal it, we're just going to tell you no, your appeal's denied. And you ban for life. Come on, man, for a, a uh, careless comment. That's what it was, careless comment. So I'm going to come back to being careful. If you're going to insist comedians work careful and think about every word they say before they say it and not give them an edit button or, or a um, ability to retract it and say, listen, I, um, I reacted emotionally and quickly. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Take it down. Delete it. They don't give you that chance. Immediately ban you. And for comedians especially, Free Derek Sheen, hashtag free Derek Sheen. For comedians especially, uh, Twitter is the platform that they use to promote and uh, stay in contact with the community. So a life ban for a comedian from Twitter can be devastating to, to their career, all for saying something that was intended to be funny, sarcastic, or whatever, and just not received in the right way fuck that man uh so uh, i'm hoping enough people will get behind but so far traction has been very little i'd like to see some more today if you're with me and you're on twitter show some love show some love and give and let me see that uh free derek sheen hashtag just a little bit a little bit today derek sheen will be with me tonight we'll discuss exactly what he did that got him that lifetime ban, and you'll find out how just how trivial and silly that was, just a, a offhand remark to a troll. And again, Twitter needs to recognize 
that a lot of this stuff is being uh, provoked by trolls. People who, I'm not a fan of this comedian. I'm going to go and bust his balls endlessly on <laughs> on Twitter until I can get him to say something that I know violates the Twitter's guidelines, and I'm going to report him immediately to Twitter and get him silenced. This is what's going on. It's a deliberate attempt to fuck with people you're not a fan of. And Twitter needs to realize that and not be so reactive just because something got reported. And yeah, let's face it, their fucking community guidelines are so fucking murky. Again, I in arguing with the guy about bleach last year, I, and he told me, um, that drinking bleach was going to cure COVID. I said, do me a favor, go drink some bleach. Do us all a favor, go drink some bleach. That got me banned for life from Twitter. Uh, anyway, so it got somebody banned for life. <laughs> Not Nate Kelp. <laughs> for saying that as a joke. Obviously, I didn't you know, whoever said that. Not me. Uh, not Nate Kelp. Uh, whoever said that meant it as a joke. Didn't think the guy was actually going to drink bleach, but Twitter banned uh, me for life for that unwise uh, statement. No recourse. None of that stuff. And But Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough, has been saying that for six months now. Telling people that bleach, drinking bleach, gargling with bleach, is a good preventative measure for COVID. He's saying that in earnest, not as a joke. And they don't ban him for, for uh, violating community standards. So the murkiness and the arbitrary uh, enforcement of it is really out of hand. And you got to take in mind the comedians. Comedians, man, not everything, most of the things they said are not to be taken seriously. Free Derek Sheen. Hashtag Free Derek Sheen. Derek Sheen will be with me at 8 p.m. tonight. We'll be discussing it all. Hope you'll join me then. We're uh, coming up to uh, the end of the hour. I'd like to thank my sponsors today, True Fire and Oddball. Oddball, if you're not familiar with it, links in the description. Great little fun device if you're not going to get education for a gift for somebody this year and you want to give them something just fun, not that expensive. Uh, see you later, Carl. Carl will be with me at 1 p.m. Thanks for coming, Carl. Carl, Carl man, good to see you here. I uh, hope we uh, didn't kind of just burn you out on on dogisms this morning i'll see you in a couple of hours don't be too drunk when you show up at 1 p.m eastern time today and that goes for you too jamie if you're still out there no uh, no drinking before the show um oddball oddball is a very cool little thing a midi device you can kind of uh and it's a sampler and it's a whole bunch of stuff it's a little ball and you can get multiple balls in different colors and assign them to different phones and different devices like this and create music while bouncing a ball or on the bus or train on your way to work playing with playing with your balls <laughs> see you later jamie have a good one and i'll see you in a couple of hours so i really just a couple of hours away uh oddball it's a new sponsor i hope you check them out especially a cool little uh gift uh might be uh pushing it to assume you're going to get it today uh but you can always try i mean you contact them and see if you can get it before get it in time for christmas uh the thing with the education stuff now drew's course and true fire and all those courses stuff 
You don't have to worry about it being delivered. You know you're going to get it for Christmas. So if you order it today, uh, they can start there. Uh, and you can, I believe, at least uh, on Truefire, I, I absolutely know you can buy it as a gift and have it start on Christmas Day for whoever you're buying it for. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it, that's possible with Drew's courses as, as well. If you're going to uh, buy somebody a course, a uh, music course, or any education stuff, you don't have to wait for it to be delivered. That's one of the beautiful things. It's never too late. You can you can order Christmas Eve morning and still have that gift to give somebody. Uh, put it in the car. Just here's the information, and you're all set to go. I bought you a year's worth of access to uh, Truefire, or I bought you the Before You Record course, and you're ready to start recording and understanding all you need to, all the ducks you need to get in a row before you start recording. Valuable, valuable stuff. Great gifts to get. Check them out. Uh, so that's it for today. Well, or at least for the morning for today. Hopefully be in better shape in a couple of hours than it was this morning. I uh, hope you enjoyed hearing from the boss about his little scam thing. The scammers are getting out of control. I, I almost wanted to share my emails yesterday from some of the scammers I was getting. Getting a lot of these, and I'm sure you do too. These uh, people say, well, there's a problem with your checking account or banking account, bank account, uh, and we're limiting your access. And it comes from an email that is not associated <laughs> with that bank at all, or you don't even have an account in that bank. I got several yesterday for Citibank. I don't have a Citibank account, never had a Citibank account, but got several emails from scammers telling me there was a problem with my account. Log in here. Now, or the other popular scammer to be aware of is uh, your order went through your your, and you don't remember what you've ordered, but there's an invoice attached. They want you to click that uh, attachment so the invoice will open up. The minute you do, you're going to download a virus, malware, or something like that, and then you're fucked. Don't do it. Don't open attachments, anything like that. Send it to uh, the originator. So if it says it's coming from whatever company, and it, especially if it says your your product has been shipped, but it doesn't say anything about the company, just trash that shit. Uh, don't unsubscribe because then they know you've opened it and will continue to scam you. Um, just trash that shit. But if it has a company name on it, send that email to the company and say, look, uh, this is the email I, I'm claiming to get somebody from your bank with the, an email address at yahoo.com. <laughs> is sending me this stuff uh, and they'll let them take care of it. That's my advice. You don't get scammed. Or you could be like the boss and just send them a picture of your balls. And again, I highly re recommend you draw Groucho Marx's face on your balls and stick a, guitar, <laughs> uh, stick a cigar in your ass. A guitar in your ass would be a really good one. <laughs> and uh, send them that photo if you're going to go that route. I would not go that road. I'm going to play uh, later on. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you'll see uh, some clips of the boss. I, I think you'll find them uh, very amusing. Thanks for coming and spending this time with me today. I uh, hope you'll be back at 1 p.m. for some laughs, X-rated, X-rated, triple X-rated plus laughter uh, with the two uh, funny-talking guys from across the pond, uh, Carl and Jamie. Until then, I'm Matt Napo for Coffee with the Dog. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to try to hook up a guest for you for tomorrow. Uh, if not, I'll just call some more of my uh, ridiculous friends and put them on the air without, the, without even telling them they're on the air. 
Uh, so thanks for coming. Have a great rest of your day. Bye for now.
to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.